Well, hello, hello, you beautiful bastards. How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 201. That's right, last episode was the milestone episode, episode number 200. And I want to thank everybody for the kind words and the kind of things, that, you know, the congratulations and all of that stuff. It was really good, and it felt really good to get a congratulations from everybody on making it to episode number 200. What a milestone all yeah but i've noticed something and 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 i'm I'm gonna call this episode 201 i don't know if this is what i'm gonna name the episode but this is what it is it's the post milestone episode and it's really weird when you when you reach a milestone not the milestone itself because if during the during the completion of said milestone when you get there you feel great you get to episode 200 you feel great i was watching the super bowl um a little while ago because this is being recorded on sunday right after the super bowl i was watching the super bowl and you're watching all these people they're running on the field they're having a great time they're high-fiving the confetti's coming down the Commissioner of football comes out and hands out the trophy and you're going and there's all of this great stuff and it feels great. And obviously, I'm not saying that reaching episode 200 of my podcast is the same as winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> Go along with me. But what I'm saying is it's really interesting when you reach a milestone and it feels great to get there. But I also now am doing episode number 201, and this is the episode after the milestone. And I realize now that I'm going to have to do another 100 episodes before I reach another milestone that will be of note. Which means every episode between this one and episode 299 means absolutely nothing. There's no difference between them. You know what I'm saying? There's no difference between 201 and 299 because they're not 300. And I started thinking about that because if you really think about it, the guys that are playing on this football team, yes, they won the Super Bowl. And yes, it's a wonderful accomplishment. It's a major accomplishment. It's a life-changing accomplishment. It's something that they can look back and for the rest of their lives, they can look at that moment and says and say to themselves, I was on the best NFL team in the NFL and there's no disputing it because we won the game. We beat a 15 and one team, you know, and we got the trophy. Yeah, that's great. But I also know, just like right now when I'm doing episode 201, they're going to be the Super Bowl champions. But the thing about being a Super Bowl champion, it's not like being a boxing champion where, you know, like when Floyd Mayweather could pick the fights and pick the salaries and all of that crap. He had complete control because he was the champ and he could decide who he wanted to fight and all of that stuff and all of that crap. You can't do that in football. The Denver Broncos don't go, you know what? We're only going to play the worst team. We're only going to play the worst team in football all year next year. And in the Super Bowl, we want to play whatever team we beat the best, beat the the easiest. We want to play that team in the Super Bowl. They don't get that. It doesn't work that way, my friend. Oh, no. Somebody else, somebody else schedules it. You're going to have to see your your rivals you know the team that even if they're doing bad and you're doing good gives you a hard time and even beats you oh and also you're going to get the best game from everybody that comes back to play it they're going to give you their best game even teams that kind of suck are going to make it hard for you because they just want to have the joy of beating the champion so you realize now you get no benefit from being a champion of the Super Bowl. oh no you got a bullseye on your back you bastards that's right And heaven forbid you actually have a slow start next season because then the same football fans that are calling into the radio stations in Denver right now talking about the great defense and everything is fantastic and everything's great and you're the greatest and the greatest and the triple greatest and quadruple greatest and all of that crap. All of those same people, if you start out 0-3 next year, will be the same people that call in and I don't know why they didn't fire that bum in the first place. I'm starting to think that that Super Bowl was a fluke. You know, he only got that interception because of a and 
And if he didn't get that, that was luck. That wasn't skill. And they stink. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the day after a milestone. You get that milestone and right after that, nothing matters. Early in your life, you get lied to. You think all the milestones are stacked on top of each other. You know, if you really think about it, once you get to a certain age, maybe it's 30 or so. Somewhere around there, you can't remember anything that happened to you before you were around seven or eight years old. Now, I know there's somebody out there listening to this and they're going, oh, you're wrong, S. I remember what happened when I was one. And I would have to say to you, first of all, you're one of my beautiful bastards. So I got love for you. Why? Because you're one of my beautiful bastards. But just because you're one of my beautiful bastards doesn't mean I won't tell you, shut up, punk. No, you don't. You don't remember crap before you were eight years old unless it was some kind of massive thing on the good side or the bad side that happened to you. If nothing major really happened to you before you were eight, you don't remember that crap. You just remember what people tell you happened and all of a sudden their story becomes part of your memory. So shut it up, punk. Back to what I was saying. So you're eight years old and the milestone is right in front of you. A couple of years later, you go from eight to ten. You are now in the double digit age range. Oh, yeah. You probably you're going to spend the rest of your adult life in the double digit age range unless somehow you make it to a hundred. But you probably won't. So now you're 10. You're not eight. You're 10. And you don't feel like a little kid anymore. You are a little kid, but you don't feel like one. Why? Because you ain't eight and you're not nine. Those are single digits. Puh, I spit on single digits. My age has two digits in it now. And those two digits are one and zero. Oh, yeah. Not too long after that, three years later, you're not 10. It's even better. You're not 10. The hell with eight. The hell with nine. And now the hell with 10 and 11 and 12 because you're now 13. Oh, yeah. Teen. That's right. Teen. That's right, my friend. And just as soon as you start enjoying being a teenager at 13, three more years go by and all of a sudden you're 16. Oh, yeah, 16. And you can drive now. Oh, no. Your parents are thinking, oh, no. But you can drive now. Why? Because you're 16. 16. Oh, yeah. And now you don't even have to wait that long for the next milestone. It's just a couple of years away. It seems like nothing. In the beginning, it seems like it's an interminable amount of time. I'm 16 in one day. This is hard, man. 16 in two days. Come on, 18. Damn it. <laughs> and then you're 18. And you're going, I'm an adult now. <laughs> oh, God. I'm now responsible for my own actions. And oh, this sucks. And that's the first time. You realize how horrible being, you know, the moment after uh, the, the one of those uh, milestones goes by. All the other milestones were going up the hill, and it was great. It was a great, fun, fun thing. And now you're near the top of the hill. You're 18 years old. Oh, no. And everything you do from that point on is all on you. Ah, ha, ha. If you do something stupid, they can't come to your parents. You're 18. It's on you. Oh. But you realize there's another, another obstacle, my friend. Yeah. You got to wait till you're 21. And then you reach 21. And then what happens after that? You can drink. Oh, yeah. But remember, you're over 18 because 21 is be is higher than 18. It's a bigger number. So when you get drunk and do something stupid, remember, it's past 18. Now you are responsible for it. Oh, no. But here's the other bad news, you bastards. Once you hit 21, every age from 22 to 29 means nothing. There is no milestone between 21 and 30. There's just 21 and then there's 30, punk. 26? Hey, I'm 26 years old. Who cares? I'm 27. 
Who gives a crap? I'm 28. What, what do you want a cookie or a medal? You want a, you want a pat on the head and a dog biscuit? Shut up, punk. I'm 29. You're damn near 30. I'm 30. Hey, congratulations. I'm 31. Who gives a shit? I'm 32. Go fuck yourself. I'm 33. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Everyone's been 33. I'm 34. Yeah, so's your mother. I'm 35. Shut up, punk. No one cares. I'm 36. Get out of my face, loser. I'm 40. Congratulations. Oh, man. It's great. The big four. Oh, oh. That's great. I'm 41. No one gives a shit. I'm 42. Who cares? I'm 43. Why don't you get out of my car? (laughs) The milestones mean nothing at that point. I mean, at least least the moments after the milestone. So I'm doing this episode and I know that there's a lot of my hashtag Pattern family that will retweet my tweets that that tell people that the new episodes out i know that and there's a bunch of people who already listen to the show who are gonna retweet and reblog and read this and read that to let people know that the episode is out and i want to take this time my beautiful bastards for the thank you for doing that because it really really does help but this is episode 201 there's nothing special about this episode because it's not 200 and it's not 300. It's be- the beginning of that hammock between the two milestones. Well, I trudge away to get to episode 300. And ironically, that's going to be about two years from now. So what do you do now? You hit the milestone. What's next? What do you do? And it's not even just milestones and things like that. It's just when we get used to stuff, when something is new, we're hypersensitive. We're hypervigilant. Oh, no. Somebody puts a speck of dust on the outside of your car. <laughs> I've been there. Then you get a ding. Oh, and a ding. <laughs> and you get three dings. <laughs> Whatever, punk. It still moves. You've seen couples with their first, second, and third child. The milestone is not the second child or the third child. Oh, no. The milestone is the original child. The first child. The first time she goes through labor. The first time he sees a human being crawl out of his wife's. (laughs) That's the milestone. That's when you're nervous about going to the hospital. That's when you don't know what the damn labor pains really feel like when you have to squeeze the kid out. That's when you don't really, even though you know how to get to the hospital, it's a little nerve wracking because now you're under pressure. Oh, no. But the milestone is the first kid. And just like I said, right after the milestone, whatever comes after the milestone doesn't mean a damn thing. The first time she's in the hospital, she's holding your hand. She's looking at the doctor. She's asking questions. She's nervous and all of that crap. And it, oh God, what's going to happen? And I don't know what this is going to happen. Oh my God, this hurts. I can't believe this has happened. And then the second child comes along and it's a little bit easier. You're not as nervous when you drive to the airport because you know she's going to have labor pains anyway. You know, every time she goes, yow, you don't have to slam on the brakes. You've heard that sound before. You know what to do. You knew everything's going to be okay. You even going back to the same doctor who did a great job birthing you, giving birth and helping you give birth to your first kid. Not a big deal. You've done this before. This second kid might not even get breastfed. You already, you sick. I mean, you already had somebody sucking on your titties for months at an end, end. you know, with milk shooting out of them and you're sick of it. You're going, all right, maybe I'll let him have a couple slurps. Let the baby have a couple slurps because I don't want him to feel left out because his older sibling had titty milk. So I'm going to let this kid have a little bit of booby milk also. And that's that. And then what happens, you start getting it on again because the two kids are now old enough to sleep in their own beds. And now you can put them to sleep and now you two can get it on again. And what happens, he goes, and you go, and you find out that you're pregnant for a third time. And you know, this definitely is a milestone. It's not a milestone, I should say, because it's your third kid who gives a crap. 
Do you love your kid any less? No. But is this process new and refreshing? Is it a wonderful life affirming experience? Hell no. You're in the delivery room. The doctor's telling you that the baby's coming and you look and you say to the doctor, yeah, no shit, jackass. This is my third kid. And I know exactly what's going to happen. Okay. Now just put the epidural, give me the damn spinal tap and pull his kid out, punk. You, you, your wife doesn't even put down the tablet in the lap. She's got a laptop, a tablet, and her new cell phone laying across the chest as she live tweets the birth, watches a movie on Netflix, and I don't know what she's doing with the laptop. Oh, the laptop is just being used as a power source for the other two devices. That's interesting. She's multitasking, and there goes the kid. And then she hands you the tablet and tells you to walk around there and take a couple of snapshots of your punk kid. Why? Because it's not a new thing. This is not the new kid. The milestone was the first kid, not the second kid. And damn sure not the third kid, because you almost decided to name that kid the last one. Hey, is that the last one, Johnson? What kind of name is that? Don't ask, man. You know what I'm saying. In fact, I'll be honest with you. If you have a fourth kid, you probably won't even go to the hospital. Your, your, your wife will probably just say, listen, I already had three kids. I know what it's like. I'm going to have this kid here. There's no reason to even go to the doctor or call the doctor because I know exactly what the hell I'm doing. And you got to explain to your kid why, why your last kid has a seven inch navel. And the only reason that kid has a seven inch navel was because you know how you have a plastic bag and you take a plastic bag. You need to make something. You need to tie something together. And the only thing you have is a plastic bag. So you take the plastic bag, you stretch it out and you roll it and roll it and roll it till it's almost like a rope and then tie it around something. And then at the end of the process, you have to get the plastic bag off, but you can't get the knot loose. So you just grab one of the plastic bag with one hand one end of the plastic bag with the other hand and then you pull and pull and pull until it snaps and then you throw it away well because your wife decided to have your kid in the living room and she didn't want to stop watching that marathon on Netflix and she squeezed the kid out on the ottoman all you got you walk over to the kid you have anything sharp that I can use to cut the umbilical cord honey I'm trying to watch this show, okay? It's not, this is our fourth kid, you know what to do. And then you decide I don't have it, you grab the umbilical cord and you pull it until it snaps, you know what I'm saying? And then you take some duct tape and you close it up on the other end and let it dry up and fall off. But it doesn't all fall off, about eight inches is still sticking from your kid's navel and it never falls off and now your kid has an eight inch navel and all of a sudden the kids are now calling him Curly Q Stomach and he's getting in the fights with the kids because his punk ass dad and his punk ass mom didn't think it was important enough to take him to the hospital because it wasn't a milestone you sick bastards (laughs) I remember because I am 47 years old I don't get another milestone for three years when I turn 50 I don't get a damn no one and the funny thing about it is people don't even call I turned 47. Nobody even called me to wish me happy birthday. All my lazy bastard friends, all they did was write happy birthday on my timeline on Facebook, you lazy, sexy shit. You could have called up and left a message saying happy birthday, but they didn't want to do that crap. And about half of them didn't even take the time to go online, go to Google, type in happy birthday and send me a picture of a birthday cake to illuminate the comments. And I know for a fact the bastards didn't do anything but type happy birthday, cut it and paste it into a whole bunch of people's timelines. Because when you're on Facebook and they will let you know who's somebody's birthday, all they do is list the people's birthday with a little space in here that says comment on that timeline you write in happy birthday with an exclamation point you copy it you you, you, you paste it into their timeline you hit enter you, know, you hit post and all of a sudden you wrote happy birthday to 25 people whose birthday is on the same day yeah i know you did it nobody cares about milestones the day after the milestone happened no one gives a crap that's just the way it is and it's amazing. You know, I remember the first day I got my first car. It was great. And I'm not talking about my first ever car, but my first new car was awesome. 
Three weeks later, it was just Makar. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. You know, you go out and you buy a can of new car smell. What kind of crap is that? Would you like to buy a can of new car smell? No, I would not because that's not really new car smell. Right? Just like that crap you eat that, that looks like a... You know, you go to a supermarket and you buy a pizza and you eat the pizza and you read the ingredients and you realize there's nothing in it that was actually pizza. It was pizza concentrate and sausage, sausage-eatsky. What's sausage-eatsky? Well, it's actually just some other crap that's not sausage that we made to look like sausage and colored it to make it look like sausage. And, you know, only a couple of the lab rats exploded when they ate it, so it's really not that big of a deal. Just enjoy. <laughs> Do you feel dizzy? <laughs> But I often wondered about that because, like I said, man, you can't really even enjoy these milestones. You can't really enjoy these things because, you know, there's this big moment and then there's the anticlimactic crap that happens right after it. You know. So if you have a milestone, if something comes up, man, and it's really, really fun and it's really, really cool and it's something that you that really means something to you. Jesus Christ, just enjoy that crap because it's one of those moments you may not get again. You know, you watch these people. Like I said, I was watching the Super Bowl and there's a good chance there's a whole bunch of people that played in this game that will probably never sniff a Super Bowl again. You know, so enjoy it. Even the people that lost. I mean, the simple fact that you got to a Super Bowl is kind of cool. It's a milestone in your life, man. You got to play in a Super Bowl. Did you win it? Nope. But you got to play in it. You know, it's like it's like those guys that that dates really, really hot celebrities and, you know, and I'm I'm, like sometimes a a hot celebrity will will marry, let's just say a lady will marry a guy and you're looking at this couple and you're going, (laughs) this is not lasting. And eventually she marries the guy that she winds up staying married to for the rest of her life. But you were the dude before that. And in your life. Marrying this star was a milestone. Oh, yeah. You got to marry Jennifer Lopez or Halle Berry or whoever your sex symbol is. You got to marry that person or to date that person or to get it on with that person for a while. It's a milestone. Everybody knows that you were dating superstar number X and all of that crap. And you had to join. Everybody else is watching the movie and seeing this particular person doing a love scene or doing a nude scene. And you're sitting there going, ha ha. You're fantasizing about it, but I get to go home and suck it, suck it now with that woman. Oh, yeah. But nine months later, a year later, she realizes she doesn't really dig it that much. You were just somebody to help her get over the fact that she wasn't with a dude she really wanted to be with. And then she found another dude she really wants to be with. And that dude isn't you. And you have to get out. Somebody asked me, listen, yes. You're going to be doing something somewhere and Jennifer Lopez is going to notice you. She's going to flirt with you. You're going to flirt back and she's going to be into it. You're going to date for six months. You're going to get married. You're going to be married for a year. And then after that, she's going to drop you like a hot brick on a cold Tuesday. Yes. Instead of Jennifer Lopez, what's going to happen is you're going to go someplace and Halle Berry is going to flirt with you and you're going to flirt back. You're going to flirt with each other. She's going to think you're cute. You're going to start dating. You're going to start getting it on. You're going to date for six, for six years, be married for a year. Then she's going to drop your punk ass like a hot brick on a cold Tuesday. You're going to have a year and a half of getting it on one of these starters, but it's going to end with you getting dumped like a hot brick on a cold Tuesday. Knowing this in advance, would you still like to get it on with that celebrity and i would have to answer ha ha you're damn right i would it would be great just to have the experience of getting it on with jennifer lopez or a halle berry or someone of that ilk it would be great would it be upset would it be upsetting knowing i used to be a get it be able to get it on with jennifer lopez or Halle Berry or somebody like that if that were to happen and then all of a sudden after they drop you like a hot brick on a cold tuesday you gotta turn on the tv and watch them all hugged up with some other chump even though just four months ago they were hugged up with you and you're like what the hell is this once again ah ha ha you're damn right i would 
Why? Because in that scenario, I would be getting it on with Jennifer Lopez or Halle Berry. And I really would love to get it on with Jennifer Lopez and or Halle Berry. Highlight on the end. Oh, yeah. But don't get greedy. Well, that's, you know, so when I watch these guys in the Super Bowl and I saw a guy, they was zooming in on this dude crying. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him crying because this is one of those pinnacle of the career moments. One of these milestones. You hit the top. You didn't get to ring the bell at the top, but you got to get your hand on the string of the bell before somebody else ripped your hand off and rang the bell and pushed your punk ass off the rope. And he was crying. He was so close to the pinnacle, the ultimate. But you got to play in a Super Bowl. And I'm sure just like anything else, you see players years later after they've gotten over the loss, after they've gotten over the disappointment, after they got over the sadness, they went, I at least got to play in the Super Bowl. And a whole lot of other dudes will never, ever in their entire lives get anywhere near a Super Bowl. I got it on with Halle Berry or Jennifer Lopez or whatever you sex symbol you're thinking about and in this scenario you actually do get to get it on with them and you're going oh man and people go you ain't date no Halle Berry or Angelina Jolie you big phony and then you pull out your your Instagram or whatever and you scroll down and there's a picture of you hugged up or whatever sex symbol you like that you actually did date and does it suck that you're not still with them does it suck that this world can't class beauty with a perfect face and a perfect body that you used to jump up and down on top of and get it on with is gone and you can never get any more of that sweet cake is it hard of course it is but you got some of that sweet cake it was a milestone right after the milestone kind of sucks because you gotta sit there going i used to be able to get it on with them and now i can't and it sucks but at least i got it on with them that's all i'm saying there's milestones are there and what happens right after the milestone sometimes post milestone actions kind of sucks but i made a decision here you know i got a lot of a whole lot of people were congratulating me and being nice to me and saying nice things and doing all these kind of nice things that help me celebrate the fact that I have done episode number 200. And all of this crap I said about milestones that I just said to you that I was just expressing to you, all of that literally went through my mind and I'm going, is number 201 to number 299 going to suck? And I realize I have the ability to enjoy each episode in and of itself. Right? Imagine if you, you see a guy after a Super Bowl and instead of sitting there crying, I mean, he's upset that he lost, but he, you see him walk across the field and graciously shake the hands of other players. And, you know, maybe you're Cam Newton. You walk up to, say, Peyton Manning and you go and you shake his hand and you go, look, I hate losing. Losing absolutely sucks. I really wish I could have won this Super Bowl. But I got to be honest with you. I've been a big fan of your work for a long, long time. And if I had to lose this football game, and I hate losing, I think I've already spelled that out. If I had to lose this football game, I'm glad it was to you. Because if you leave and retire, Mr. Peyton Manning, after this game, it's been a great career. And there's no better way to cap off having the most touchdown passes and the most touchdown yards and the most wins and the most MVPs in the league. There's no better way to cap all of that off than by walking out with my last game being me winning the Lombardi Trophy. So congratulations. Imagine if he said that, not as eloquently and smoothly as I said, because quite frankly, <laughs> he ain't me when it comes to this crap. But imagine if he said some crap like that. I'm sure he probably congratulated him. Imagine if that happened. All of a sudden, that milestone moment is more of a milestone than you thought. You were gracious in defeat. And you can still enjoy the moment. So this is episode number 201, and it's the episode after the milestone episode, and I am enjoying talking to you. I'm not sitting there thinking, well, I know there ain't going to be as many people re-bleed, re 
blogging and retweeting and re whatever and re this and twist the double retreating and treeping tweeting and all of that crap. It's not going to be as many people doing that because they won't be congratulating me on episode number 200. 201 is not the milestone. 200 is the milestone. But you know what? It doesn't really matter because I can look back and I can say there's a whole lot of really cool people out there that are my beautiful bastards and my hashtag pardon family who are really cool and they help me celebrate that milestone and even though you you probably won't retweet and reblog or whatever that crap is as much this episode because it's not 200 it really doesn't matter because I know you'll do it again on 300 because that'll be the milestone So I say all of that crap to say this. If you reach a milestone, enjoy that crap, because right after the milestone is over, everything starts to suck a little bit. (laughs) You better retweet and reblog this shit just as much as you did last week. Damn it. That's right. I said it. (laughs) And there was another thing that people uh, were writing to me about and asking me about. And, um, and it was it was the I forgot what the hashtag was. I think it was a R.I.P. Twitter. And people got mad because allegedly Twitter was going to use an algorithm to decide which tweets go into your damn timeline. And I have to say this. Uh, no. People like the chronological order of it. They like it when it just it comes in as it comes in. They like that crap. And I never understood the concept that people people do this a lot. And I'm not just singling out Twitter in this particular. I mean, I'm using them as an example in this case. But you see that in many, many times when someone has something that's already successful, that's already huge, that's already working, that nobody has a problem with, and they have to go and mess with it and tinker with it. If you do any research on anything that's successful, you got to realize that just like anything else, there are core principles to the thing that make it successful and those core things are things that you should not mess with it's okay to leave things alone i know people want to be better but you can always find ways to be better that are not going to mess up the core reason that something is successful people go to twitter including myself i have a facebook and I have a Twitter. I have both, but I spend most of my time on Twitter. Why? Because people on Twitter are a little bit nuts and I fit right in with the bastards. Yeah, I said it. There's things you will put on Twitter that will get 65,000 likes and 85,000 double retweets and triple retweets and quadruple retweets and mega retweets and quadruple double mega retweets and all of that crap. You put them on Facebook and you will hear crickets you might even want to buy some damn headphones because the crickets are so damn loud and also your family's there and you get enough of your damn family at your home when they call you or show up for no fucking reason because you forgot to take the keys back from the bastards when you told them to watch your house when you were doing some shows out of town come back into your house and all of a sudden you bought milk you knew you were only going to be away for three or four days so the milk would be well within the you know there would be no way the milk would expire before you get back and you come back and half your cereal and half your damn milk is gone because some bastard relative comes in there and says hey he has actual cookie crisp i think i'll eat all of it he won't notice the fact that he still has a receipt sitting on his table for the cookie crisps cereal and the damn milk that i just ate half of that bastard i digress (laughs) but it's just it's okay to leave things alone you know if something's working just leave that crap alone people like the short sentences of twitter people like the the uh, immediate nature of twitter People like the fact that you can notice things on Twitter way before they're noticed on Facebook. (coughs) How many times have you seen that? Something will be a hashtag on Twitter for three days. And then all of a sudden it'll show up on Facebook and you're going, 
this is this is this is old news, man. And 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 it's it's annoying to me when every time I go on Twitter, they're always changing some crap. Stop! You you're gonna have ten thousand characters. I don't want ten thousand characters. No one wants ten thousand characters. Who the hell wants ten thousand characters? The whole idea behind Twitter is that people get to the point and then shut the hell up. Just took a drink of water. Nobody wants that crap. You see, you see illustrations all the time about people that have something that works, and then they got to go messing with it when they f around with the crap, and then the crap doesn't work anymore. I'm old enough to remember when Coca-Cola, the number one by far soft drink in the country, number one by far, number freaking one. They are so far ahead that people are actually just battling for number two to try to knock off Pepsi. And I got news for you. You ain't knocking off Pepsi either. So you already got number one, number two locked in in cement. (coughs) Number one. And what did they decide to do? Hey, let's get rid of that formula that works perfectly and has solidified itself as at number one for decades with no sign of it ever changing. And let's come out with some crap called new Coke and get rid of the old Coke. And of course, everyone went ape shit and said, we don't like this new crap. Get it the hell out of here. And very quickly, new Coke had to take that. The Coke had to take that new Coke crap out and put old Coke back in and everything was right with the world. The hell are you messing with it for, you crazy bastards? Hi, this is God. I know for a fact that you human beings, my creations, love genitals. Men, don't you love women's genitals? Uh, as a matter of fact, we do, God. I know you do. <laughs> I made them. But I also notice that there's a lot of you out there that argue about the wet spots. And you're probably going to save about $17 a year in sheet washing after I do what I'm going to do. I'm going to make women's genitals drier. What? Yes. I mean, it's a little messy the way they are right now. Wouldn't you agree? And I decided, why should you have messy stuff down there? So what I'm going to do is make that stuff that women have down there nice and dry. Um, I kind of don't want you to do that. Hey, 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 hey. Who's the all knowing being me or you don't answer that question because, you know, I'm, I mean, if you notice, I'm actually floating in, in the midair right in front of you. You know, you you can't do that. I'm, I'm floating. You know, I can I have like special powers and stuff. Yeah, I know. I know you have special powers. You're just, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I could I could do some special power stuff right now if you don't believe me. No, I believe you. I mean, like I said, you are floating in the middle of the air, floating in midair in front of me. Yeah, but I mean, even David Copperfield could do that. You know what I mean? I mean, I could, this is, this could, I could be one of your friends right now pulling a prank on you and, you know, not really be the real thing. I mean, maybe I I could, I could do some, I could do some, some all powerful stuff right in front of you and then you will know it's really me. I, 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 I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's you. Come on, man. I want to, you know, I want to show off a little bit. I mean, I, I I don't get to come down here that often. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I mean, I I left y'all a bunch of books and, Quite frankly, I, I I don't know if whether or not you guys, you know, have read them carefully. That damn sure didn't tell anybody to buy any private jets and crap, but, you know, so you didn't tell them to buy private jets? Nah, of course not. What the hell ain't any private jets for you? I mean, I gave you guys the internet. I mean, I would have gave it to you earlier, but I mean, you were, I was hoping you guys would be mature enough to not just spend 90% of the time watching porn sites, but... I was like, all right, I'll just give them the internet. At least they could do banking easier. Well, thanks a lot. We really appreciate that, big guy. I don't like that big guy thing. You know what to call me. Anyway, so can I do some all-powerful stuff to let you know that it's really me? All right, okay. <laughs> Watch this. Pick a card. Really? Card tricks? That's how you're going to prove that you exist? Card tricks? <sighs> I'm leaving. You're on your own.
not a problem. Okay, none of that happened. <laughs> but I, you know, but but imagine if God decided to to come down and and just change things that worked. You know, I'm gonna make vaginas dry and penises extra soft. Uh, we like them the way they are. I don't care what you like. I've decided to make it better for you. You see, guys get boners at inappropriate times, and that kind of embarrasses them. So I'm going to make sure it never happens again. Um, That's really, really a bad idea. I don't care what you think. And then all of a sudden, after everybody flips out, you see the uh, you see the tweet. And the guy's like, oh, <laughs> algorithm? Well, I don't even know what algorithm means. <laughs> I definitely wasn't going to use one of those. <laughs> and then as soon as he does that, all of a sudden, RIP Twitter goes from the top um, trending topic to not even a trending topic at all. Because <laughs> he very, very quickly learned, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's what is going on with this here now. Because a friend of mine asked me, he goes, um, hey, man, why don't you start doing interviews? You know enough people to do interviews, man. And I thought about it. But I, the thing about it is, you know, when I started doing the podcast, the only reason I, I, I cut the podcast into segments originally was in the beginning. I did not know whether or not I was going to keep doing it. And so I would do little short chunks and I didn't invest in any kind of any extra equipment, you know, like a laptop to edit up everything. Cause I had a Chromebook and I still use my Chromebook primarily. And that's why everything was chopped up into segments. Cause it's easier to edit 15 minute chunks with an app than it is, you know, to try to edit in a one hour piece with an app. Cause that is a huge a pain in the ass. And and I didn't know whether or not this was something I wanted to keep doing at the beginning, you know. And then after I kept doing it, you know, and people kept, you know, people started liking it for some reason, you know. And all I was doing and all I, and it's the same thing now. All I'm really doing is just talking about stuff that I would have talked about had we been sitting across the table from each other and having a conversation. And the more I sound like... um I would actually sound if we were talking to each other, the more people actually started listening. You start, I, I was looking at the graph and I was watching it and it was just people. It was, I'm like, where are these people coming from? Where's, you know, great show mate from Australia. You know, you're a good bloke, you know, UK, some good shit, man, Philadelphia, <laughs> you know, and, and I appreciate that. Oh man, this is really weird for me because uh, I've gotten into the habit now of, of recording this on Sunday night, and I literally, right now, I am so unbelievably physically tired because I'm operating on maybe two hours of sleep in the past twenty-four hours, and I would recommend not doing that because <laughs> because as it is right now, if you actually walked into this room right now where I'm sitting right now, and you were looking at me sitting in this chair in front of my equipment, and you looked at my eyes, you would think, he's high. But I don't smoke weed at all. I don't use drugs or alcohol at all. But if you looked at me right now, you'd be going, the dude's high. Look at his eyes. Well, I ain't high, you bastards. Not at all. I don't even know what being high feels like. Or being drunk feels like I really just don't know and I don't want to know you know because I've seen enough people do it around me and I've always been the designated driver for people that did it around me and I'll be honest with you maybe on the inside of the uh, on the inside of your body it seems it seems like it's a lot of fun you know your inhibitions are gone you're doing all the stuff you want to do saying all the things you want to say. But on the other side of your skin, out on this side, we're like, oh, dude, don't pee on that. Oh, man. Oh, no, no, don't throw up. Oh. 
dude, he's huge. Don't pick a fight with him. Oh, man. We wind up walking around apologizing to people and you don't even remember it. So it's like, it's like you said, but I don't want to. And people, hey, you want to have a drink? I've seen what drinks have done to you. Uh-uh. No, thank you. Hey, eat this pot brownie. No. Like I said, I have nothing against people that actually use it. I got a whole bunch of friends. Look, I'm in the show business, my friends. I lived in Hollywood for the whole 90s. You don't think I've seen people do drugs in front of me? I've seen it. They've never done it in my house or in my car because I won't tolerate that. But I've been at houses where I, you walk into the house, you know, and a guy's got some stuff on the table. And you don't know whether or not to just quickly walk out or not. You don't want to just quickly walk out. Because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. The last thing you want to do is have a bunch of high people talking about you. And then if something bad happens, the only thing they all have in common is your name. Hey, that guy that got pushed down the steps. I don't know what happened, but for some reason, I keep the name S. Anthony Thomas keeps coming up in my mind. Yeah, S. Anthony Thomas thinking about S. Anthony Thomas, too, man. Wait a minute. There's a guy at the bottom of the stairwell and I remember him running out of the room. Wait a second. S. Anthony must have done it. <laughs> I I just I just can't have that. I can't have it. I, 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 I always avoided those situations. I remember I, I was hanging out with this guy and I didn't realize what he did for a living. I really didn't know. I was a kid and we're just hanging around and he opens. We go into this this place. It's his house. He opens the door and I'm and I'm not even going to spell out what he did or what it, where it was or anything like that. But I walked in and I looked around and I went, oh, 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 God, I know for a fact there's some kind of illegal activity going on in this place. And I do not want to be here. Am I in the back of my mind? I'm going, am I on some kind of surveillance film walking out of here because if they if i'm on surveillance for walking out of here i'm going to walk out of here as quickly as possible because i'm going to walk out of here fast enough for them to even so for them to know that i did not take any part of any transaction and all of that and i'm even going to put on the whole show when i walk out of here to let everybody know that i absolutely have nothing to do with what i'm sure is illegal activity in this place just because i met this jackass at a comedy club and we went to go hang out with the bastard I'm thinking I'm going to go hang out at his house and I think maybe it was his house but it was also a place that other things happened that I'm not going to mention but I want to walk outside you know and put on the whole show step outside I can't believe you're doing that in there I'm going to leave now because I have absolutely no interest in the activities that are taking place in this house. I don't know what they are. I don't know anything about them. And if any of my fingerprints is on the inside of the house, it's not because I was partaking in said illegal activity. It's because I was so law-abiding that I fell down and ran out of the room and ran out of the house before any illegal activity actually took place so i definitely would be a horrible witness and i'm going to leave now yeah so if there's anybody recording this and on video or audio i just want to let you know that i f manthony jamas that's my real name <laughs> that's <laughs> i'm doing nothing at all uh, and I, I'm going to leave now and go back to my hometown of Philadelphia, uh, 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 Philadelphia Mississippi. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, but because I, I'm such a law abiding citizen that I definitely had nothing to do with anything that I did not see that was going on in this building that I've never been to. And that's, I just want to let everybody who's walking around with, you know, one hand over their ear you know, talking on walkie talkies and stuff that we know you actually have, even though you're trying to hide them. I just want to point out that I, of course, am not me, F. Manthony Jamas and not S. Anthony Thomas, because that guy's a real law abiding citizen that would not, you know, because I, I may look like him. Say it for the sake of argument. You really think this is S. Anthony Thomas and you go and look up S. Anthony Thomas and then you find out that S. Anthony Thomas looks exactly like me. I want to let you know that that that, that that's a different person.
and not me because I I definitely did not walk into this place and see some illegal stuff happening because I because testifying with that I did not I I can't testify because I saw nothing. <laughs> I had this distinct fear that when I walked I literally I walked into this place I looked around and I went oh no 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 <laughs> I'm out I literally did not touch anything going in and anything going out. Yeah, I did not realize that I'm, I'm grabbing, I'm, I'm opening the door with my sleeves. You know, I'm walking out. I, I, there's dudes that, 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 that go into truck stop bathrooms that touch more stuff than I touched when I was, I, I didn't want to touch crap. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. That's how law abiding I am, my friends. I don't play that crap. I don't do any drugs. And if I walk into a place because I meet somebody at a comedy club who thinks I'm funny and wants to hang out with me and say, hey, why don't you and your friends come back to my place and we'll hang out? And I say yes. And I see some stuff. I get the hell out. (laughs) It's really weird, though. Being in show business, being in L.A., as uh, long as I was, seeing seeing a lot of the things that I saw. And I know there were people that were actually doing really, really bad things that I had to get away from and made it a point to stay away from because I didn't want to be involved in any kind of illegal shit. And it was amazing that I still got harassed a whole lot by the police when I lived out there. That's kind of weird. I, mean, I literally went way out of my way to make sure. Because the thing is, if you're around people that do bad shit, and I'm not talking about whether you, I'm not talking about if you're hanging out with them, but I'm saying if, if there are people around you doing stuff that you know is bad and you distance yourself as much as possible, there were people that wanted to run, that I knew were performing that weren't really comics, but they liked being around comics, but they all, you know, it was this guy that, oh, Jesus, this, we're doing a show and um and the guy's okay and i had a car and this guy lived in long beach or something and under normal i mean that's that was way out of my way but i was but I, but I, but i know what i remembered it was like not to not have a car and to you know do whatever you can do because sometimes you can finagle a ride to a place but you but it's like it's, it might be it's a little too much to ask to have someone come back to get you you know, and hopefully you can you find somebody to get you to a train station or something like that. I've been there before. Trust me, I know what it's like to, to sit on the side of the road and wait three hours and two degrees and wait for a train to come. And it only comes like once every three hours. And you got to make sure your punk ass is back at that train station. And you're going to be sitting out there for three hours, more than six hours waiting for the next train. So I'm like, let me get this, at least get this guy to the train station. <coughs> Going to the bathroom, and as it turns out, the only reason this ass wipe is hanging out with the comics is not because he likes the art form of stand-up comedy, not because he wants to be a stand-up comic, it's because he wants to sell weed to the comedians. And I ain't one of them. You know? And I had already, and I, I like I said, I didn't know that he was doing that crap. I just thought he, I just thought he was one of the guys. Back, this is this is like twenty something years ago, so um, I had already told me, yeah, I'll give you a ride back, and I'm looking at, and I'm looking at the amount of marijuana this jackass has on him, you know, and and it was not like it was not like he was some kind of big time drug dealer. It was he probably made enough money to like like having a second part time job or something, but I already knew for a fact. That I was getting harassed a whole lot by the police back then. A whole lot. And I knew for a fact it was a high probability that my punk ass was going to get pulled over. And every time I got pulled over, we would like to check your car. And I don't know what this guy's temperament is like. I really don't. Just imagine if like, well, officer, I would prefer that you don't because I'm really in a hurry. Fuck that shit. Tell that motherfucking police officer to suck your boob and lick your boob and then he can kiss your boob. Right, pig? 
Uh, he ain't letting you say nothing. And then after we get clubbed in the head for 50 minutes, and he finds the big giant bag of weed in his pocket, and all of a sudden, you're doing 10 years in jail because this jackass just needed a ride back. Oh, hell no. <coughs> Too law-abiding, my friend. So I had to tell this, because the thing about it is, under normal circumstances, under normal circumstances, I will, I will be very diplomatic when I tell you that it ain't going to happen. Well, you know, I thought I could give you a ride to Long Beach, but as it turns out, uh, I just got a phone call and, uh, you know, uh, my girlfriend's not feeling well and I've got to take it to the hospital or blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, if you do that, he may find a way to get a ride home before, but now you've already set the precedent that you will give him a ride that distance and he will ask again. And since you saw him in the bathroom with the weed trying to sell it to people, he now knows you saw him with the weed and you offered him a ride, even though he won't remember that you offered him a ride before you saw the weed because you didn't rescind the ride after seeing the weed because you were just so astonished about the weed. So now he's going to ask again. And how many times can your girlfriend be sick? How many? I don't want to make up excuses. I'd rather have you mad at me because I told you the truth. So I said to the bastard, listen, jackass, I get pulled over by the police so damn often. It's embarrassing because that was the case. And that's what was happening to my punk ass. The last thing I need to do is get pulled over by these same police and have you sitting there. You know, with your big sh bag of Shaba ranks joints. I don't think so, punk. Not going to happen. Listen, I kind of dig you, but there's no way in the hell I'm having any drugs in my car. Not only because I don't want to get pulled over and get my ass whipped by the police officers, which I'm usually afraid is going to happen at the time out there, that I'm afraid is going to happen at the time out there. And it was a really high probability of it happening out there at that time. I don't want that crap happening to me, jackass, winding up doing 10 years in jail because your punk ass decide you want to sell joints to these chumps so no you'll never get in my car you'll never be at my house we'll be acquaintances here but we'll never hang out punk and he respected me for saying it eventually because at the time he said fuck you man and several other expletives and he half lunged at me like he was going to hit me and I laughed at him because if he'd have tried to hit me, we would have had to fight. Of course, he would have beat my ass because the guy was a lot bigger and stronger than me. But I'd rather have him whip my ass and not go to jail than go to jail and have my ass whipped by the police and then have my ass whipped in prison. So I decided uh, to tell that punk it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> And I, the funny thing is, I, I had, I mean, even after that happened, after I blasted this jackass, I never saw him again. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure he's in jail now. Wouldn't surprise me. Guy was an idiot. <laughs> oh, man. So, so it's a Super Bowl Sunday, my friends. And uh, once again, because the uh, podcast is over. Once again, I just want to say congratulations to the uh, state of Colorado, the city of Denver, and all the Denver Bronco fans around the world. Congratulations uh, to Mr. Peyton Manning. You got your second soup. You can, hopefully, you'll ride off into the sunset and don't come back and, you know, embarrass the shit out of yourself after that. Uh, <laughs> after that. After that Super Bowl, hopefully you'll just ride off into the sunset, sunset like Jordan should have done after that shot against the Utah Jazz. I'll know something's up if uh, Peyton Manning decides to play baseball for two years and then comes back to play quarterback again at 40-something. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. But congratulations anyway, sir. Now, folks, this has been episode number 201 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Yes, I know it's been a little weird. It's a little weirder than my normal podcast. And I know I rambled around a little bit. Actually, I do that anyway. 
But the thing is, as I've already stated, I like to stick to my schedule. I like to make sure that I get the podcast out at the same time all the time. I'm going to be hyper mega ultra mega killer busy tomorrow because I normally I would have recorded uh in Monday afternoon and put it up. But if, but but now that I put it out Monday morning, people have written to me talking about, hey, I like when you put it out Monday morning. You should keep doing that. And I went, well, that's only a couple of people. And then a bunch of you bastards talking about, hey, I like when it's out Monday morning. And I'm going to do what my beautiful bastards want me to do. And if you want me to put this thing out early morning on Monday, I'm going to put it out early morning on Monday because I love my beautiful bastards. Follow me on Twitter. Where? Well, <laughs> it's the one and only place you can follow me specifically on Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. Hey, follow the podcast on Twitter. There's only one place you can follow the podcast on Twitter at S. Anthony says. And to those of you that do not know the email address, the email address to me is the S. Anthony says podcast at Gmail dot com. Yes, I read them. And if there's some good shit in them, I'll talk about what you send me in the email. But if you don't want me to identify you, well, you know what? I don't identify you guys anyway. I just talk about the shit you ask me about. I'm not going to identify you unless you want me to. And even if you want me to, I might go, nah, not identifying you. How about that, punk? <laughs> now, if you listen to this podcast on iTunes, and I'm sure some of you do, do me a favor. Rate the show. You know you love the shows. If you love the show, if you listen to the show every week, do me a favor. Give it a wonderful review on iTunes. Won't take you too long. You know that. You know that. I've given a couple of ratings of shows that I listen to that I enjoy. And uh, it really didn't take that long. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, I would really, really appreciate it. It would help me out a lot. Uh, or whatever podcast you're actually listening to the podcast on. If you love the show, Please I'll give this show a good rating on there and write a review. And now that the show has come to a conclusion, I'm going to say that thing I say at the end of every show. To those of you that have been listening for a long period of time, the past two years, you know exactly how I end the show. And you know the thing I say to end the show. And I'm about to say that thing right now. When you can say it with me, I would like you to say it with me, whether you're in your car, on a treadmill, walking down the street, wherever you're listening to it. Say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Ah.